All right, Abby Whitesell, welcome to my ISL podcast. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Listen, you've uh, you've had a pretty good rookie season so far. You're killing it. Thank you. Yeah, it's been extremely fun. Um, definitely different than anything else that I've experienced. Um, it's always fun to do something new and just to be back into racing. It's awesome. It's really fun. A bit rusty at first and slowly finding my groove back just like everyone else. So um, it's been fun. Nice. Now, listen, you probably had the choice of any team. Why did you end up picking the, the LA Current? Well, I, uh, I obviously have a lot of friends on the team, which is awesome um, just to be around people um, that I am familiar with and enjoy being around. And um, I don't know, I love Lenny and I don't know, I just had a good feeling about it and was always kind of on the direction of LA current, just watching like all my teammates perform on it last year. And um, yeah, I just kind of, um, I just, I chose LA. <laughs> just fit. Yeah. Fit. You got the yeah. right colors too, right? Yeah, it is. Honestly, maybe it was the yellow and blue. Who knows? <laughs> Although we're purple this year, which is a little weird. <laughs> now, so how, tell me your, your first impressions of the, the first meet. How was that whole experience? Um, the first meet was definitely a shock to the system and the mind and the body and everything. Um, first, just getting straight back into racing. I think everyone was in a little bit of a weird shock. Um, we hadn't done a ton personally. I hadn't done a ton of races like in practice. So just getting up behind the blocks and doing race after race after race. Um, and it moves extremely fast. Like I had three races within 20 minutes, the first meet. Um, and it was just insanely fast and my body was like, Whoa, what's going on? Um, so it was definitely a, a learning experience just off the pace of the meet itself. Um, but like I said, it was extremely fun, like being able to just walk out behind the blocks again and um, just that feeling was awesome. Now, do you have a, I mean, you can swim multiple events. You're, you're really good at a lot of things, but did you have a say in, in your lineup the first time around? Um, no, I, the coaches take care of most of that. Um, I, most people, um, swim things, obviously I'm going to be in the sprint events. Um, and so I kind of just am like, whatever, you know, the, the team needs, I'll, I'll swim. And, I think that the coaches based off who we are swimming, put maybe a, they tried the 50 breast because um, yeah. I did swim in college and on the relay a couple of years and I'm not bad at it, but definitely not my best thing and haven't trained it in a while. So we put, we put me in some breaststroke, um, didn't go extremely well. So might be swaying away from that now. So definitely just trial and error. And there are a couple new things like the hundred I am I've been in, and that's just a question mark for everyone because it's a new event. So trying new things, which is really fun. I, I think it's a blast and definitely sticking to my guns in the sprint free though. Yeah. Look, I mean, there's a lot of that. I, I was lucky to be on the team last year and I understand that you've got to fill some gaps sometimes and, and you're not, you're not yeah. always going to have your best athletes in, in their favorite events. You've got to stick them in some 50 breaths from time to time, or maybe, maybe even a 400 I am, which I'm sure they don't want to put you in that, but, um, but you know, there, there's events where you just got to put your hand up and say, I'll take one for the team here. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's so it's, it's definitely, I'm obviously, like you said, probably not the person who's going to be put in the 400 I am, but there are people on this team, um, that are constantly doing what the team needs and being being put in events that they aren't necessarily their favorites. And um, that's where the team aspect really comes in, you know, trying to score points, you know, maybe I'm not in the hundred free, I'm in the hundred I am because we have hundred freestylers that can do the job. Um, so it's just kind of like placing people where we can gain the most points. 
um, not necessarily what everyone's best event is all the time. So that's definitely where the strategy comes in and where we kind of trust the coaches to put the lineup together as best they can. Yeah. Now, you know, you had a, a good first meet, but it looked like things really clicked the second meet, you know, uh, just a couple of days ago, you had incredible performances. Are you pretty happy with it? Yeah. I mean, I obviously I'm not familiar with short course meters. Um, I haven't, I've done uh, short course worlds once in 2014. So it's been a minute and I came in here, not really knowing times very well. And so that's kind of fun, honestly, having like the first few meets back where you're not like feeling full pressure on times, you know, um, exactly. And so that's the fun aspect to it. And yeah, like I said, the first meet was a shock to the system for me. I was, uh, just confused a bit rusty and the second meet still figuring things out but found my my way a little bit more found my groove and still finding it and excited for the races to come I feel like each meet will be a little bit better and that'll be really exciting uh, I was just sitting here waiting for you to come online and I I, uh, I watched your 50 freestyle <laughs> uh where you went 20 20.9 first person first woman under 21 seconds I watched it about 10 times it's an incredible race um <laughs> Thank you. Is, is the 50 your event? Is that the one that you, you love? Is that your baby? I mean, I know you can swim multiple events, but that's the one you, you really kill it in that event. Thank you. I mean, I would say it's definitely my favorite event that and the hundred freestyle. Um, I feel like I'm just based off of my success. I'm probably known more for the 50. Um, I feel like I, I have a really good hundred freestyle and I feel like I have a lot more in me for the hundred that hasn't really come through yet. Short course or long course. So definitely still working on that mostly. And then the 50, I would, I guess you could call it my baby race. Um, I feel like I um, am most confident in that race always. And just a little, it's just a fun one or two laps and get in there. It's who can go the fastest, shortest race, fastest race. Um, it's just really fun for me to do and definitely still working on the hundred as well. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Actually, when I was watching it, it reminded me, uh, the first time Fred Bousquet swam under 19 seconds and, and you do a lot of things right during the race, but, uh, especially one point in the race where you and Fred, I felt like separated yourself from everybody. And that's from the time your feet touch the wall to about the 40 meter mark, you know, that those 10 meters there from, from wall to, to breakout. You do some really exceptional things and you put about half a body length on everybody in the field. What are you, what are you thinking from the moment you touch the, the, the wall there at the turn to the breakout? Um, honestly, I don't know what I'm thinking during the race. I work, I have worked a lot on my turn. Um, that is something I think that has improved immensely in the 50 for me. Um, I used to not have the best turns ever and I spent the last, um, two to three years really working on my turns. And I think that's, that came through a lot in that race specifically. And I feel like they're a bit rusty right now. I need to get back on track, but in that race, that was, I feel like the, the money spot for me was my turn. I just, I just nailed it. And I think that's what made the race for me. And, um, honestly before 2019, um, I had never gone a no breath 50. I get very, um, anxious around breathing mm. And I think that in 2019, like I had started doing, which is really funny because I'm a sprinter and I do the 50 <laughs> and I almost 24 years old. And it's like, I just figured out how to do a no breath 50. It's 20 and seconds for God's sake. Come on. 
I know it makes no sense. I don't need one, but I was just always, it's a habit. It's, it's still sometimes a habit. Like I find myself taking a breath in a race somewhere and I'm like, I didn't, why did I do that? Um, it's a habit. I really need to break. But anyways, I was, um, I think that that's honestly what I used to think about was like, okay, I need, do I take a breath? Where do I take my breath? It was always about my breath. Mm. And I think once I learned to kind of switch that off and think about like, just like, I don't even know how to explain it. Just like my feeling and movement in the water more, um, especially off the turn, like nailing my kicks into my breakout. Um, that's when I can really perform a really good 50 and not just be anxious about my breath, um, which sounds really crazy, but it, it gets to me. And I think I'm still working on like my breath and races and, you know, sometimes I'll double breathe at the end of my hundred and I'm like, why did I do that? And so I think that's just something that I have, like, that is kind of where I really have been trying to start working on things. And so I think that's where my, my mentality has switched in the 50 was more, I could, once I could shut off the breathing, um, like anxiety, then that was better. Yeah. Well, good. I appreciate that analysis there. Now, listen, you're a competitive person, but you're also a great teammate. It just seems like you and Beryl have something special going on right now. Hey. <laughs> yeah. It's honestly, it's so fun. Skins was a shock. I, um, it was, it was, if anyone watched that, I mm -hmm. hit a wall. Um, so <laughs> I was like, okay, I need to, uh, I breathed a lot. The first 50, if you watch it, you could totally tell I breathed a lot, tried to get some air. Um, second 50 still breathed a lot tried to, you know, ramp it up, um, to make sure I got in. And then the last one, I think my, my legs just, I don't know what happened. I, <laughs> I hit a wall and <laughs> barrel's awesome. She literally is like a beast. She killed it. And, um, it was just so fun to like, once we got past that second round just or the first round knowing or the second round, knowing we were both in the final, like it was just fun. It was like, we looked over each other, trying to warm down a little bit. We looked over each other and smiled like, we got it. Like we're in. So, um, it's just a blast. And like, yeah, we're up next to each other a lot in the 50 already. We're on relays. Um, it's really fun. She's a, it's, we're the same in a lot of ways just because we're, we're competitive sprinters. And, um, I think it's, it's just fun to have someone on like that on the team next to you. Love it. Now, listen, just going back to the skins, you know, it was your first experience. What do you think you could do better next time if you had a second swing at that? Yeah, I, I would love to have another chance at some skins. I think um, you definitely, I, I learned a lot going, doing it the first time. I mean, I had no idea what was coming for me. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I would just have one, a different mentality going into each round. Um, and two, um, just knowing what's coming, I think is helpful. Um, knowing the type of pain that's coming and knowing how to manage it is definitely a learning. Um, there's a learning aspect to that and having already done it once, I think I'll be able to be better in the next time. If I am able to make it into the third round again. Awesome. Well, let's, there's a couple of factors here that, that play into the motivation of wanting to be better too. There's, there's a money factor, right? Like there's difference in prize money between first and second in the skin. So there's, there's that motivating <laughs> factor. And then there's, there's either you're into winning or you just hate losing one of those two things. Um, yeah. And then, and then there's just, you know, you want to get your hand on the wall and, and, and be the victor. So, I mean, if you're in that situation, again, you're staring off, uh, looking at barrel, you know, you're just staring off at each other. <laughs> like, what are you thinking there? Are you thinking, uh, this is my money. Uh, you're not taking my money from me or are you like, I'm not, you're not beating me or what is it you think? I don't know. Honestly, it's really hard to like 
know what goes on in your head behind the blocks. Uh, at least for some people, for me, I, I couldn't tell you. It's better um, not to think, right? Yeah, I try not to because I feel like I'm a very big overthinker. Yeah. And if I start overanalyzing my race while I'm in it, oh, it's over for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I just need to like shut it off and just go, um, which is something that I've learned or worked on a lot at Cal, actually. So something we work on a lot is to just kind of analyze and practice and turn your brain off in the race. And um, so I couldn't really tell you what's going on in my brain. I think I was like, the first time I did the skins going into the third round, I like was like, okay, like I'm, I was kind of like, I don't know how this is going to go. Like, we'll see instead of being like, all right, I'm going. I was kind of like, I don't, I don't know what's happening. Like, I don't, this is fun, but I really don't know how this is going to go. And then I yeah. felt fine and I dove off the blocks and I started swimming and I just hit a wall. And I, I think I had overanalyzed too much already and I just couldn't get past it. So I think, um, that's where like the learning experience comes in. And if I did it again, I would know how to approach it a little bit better. So, um, for me, it's a lot about just the overthinking actually. And so, um, that's where I can kind of get in my own head a lot. Cool. Now it's pretty cool that you guys are out there, you know, the best athletes in the world are all together on this Island. And then, you know, every couple of days you're up competing against each other. Is there any one particular person that you feel like, um, you're super excited to compete against brings out the best in you, or you just, you just love racing them? Um, I mean, it's always so fun to race the best in the world. I mean, there's, um, there's just, I don't think there's like one specific person that I'm like, Oh, I really want to race you. I think it's just being, having the opportunity because each meet is also different. I mean, mm. we're against it every time. And I think just having the opportunity to race different people and you either have like a, and each event changes to like the speed of the event per meet, just because some, sometimes you don't have the best in that race yeah. at that time. You know, it just depends on what team you're going against. And so I think taking each opportunity, you know, maybe you have an edge in this meet and using that, and then maybe you are going against a really hard field the next meet in your event and you need to utilize that. And I think, um, I think, I mean, Sarah Soystrom is just an incredible competitor and she is so like, she swims so much and is just so good at it all. And she's always fun to watch and I've raced her a ton and she's just like, is always like on the top of her game and she like props to her. She's an incredible athlete and incredible competitor. And so that's always someone who's always like a really tough competitor and always fun to be next to on the blocks. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's, she came to mind, but there isn't just one single person yeah. that I'm really excited to race. <laughs> well, there's probably a lot of people excited to race you, you know, uh, you're, you're the fastest in history and in, in short course yards. So how do we become the fastest in history in, in meters now? What do you, how close <laughs> are you? How, how do you think you can get that this season? Is that possible? Uh, I don't know. I uh, don't know if I'll ever swim a fresh 50 because the relay is right before the 50 free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and there's about like a, I remember every time I get back behind I swim the relay um there's like last meet I was told to you know chill a little if I can on the relay um just keep the lead or whatever and so I could not go full blast but I don't feel like that's going to be an option for a lot of the meets so um I get back to the the warm down pool and I have about six minutes until the 50 so it's definitely not going to be easy just not having, having a fresh 50. Um, unless for some reason I'm off the, the four free relay at one point, which who knows if I will be. 
And I'm definitely not very close to the, the world record in the short course meters. I think it's a 22 nine by Renomi, if I'm correct. Oh, wow. um, I, that is 23. Fast. So <laughs> not very close, <laughs> but uh, I feel like I could maybe knock off a few more tents as the meets go on. So um, maybe I could get a little closer. I don't want to jinx anything, but um, who knows? What's your um, mindset with, with Terry, your coach? Are you, if you guys make it to the final, are you looking to fully rest and shave for the final? Or are you going to swim through it? What's your mindset? Um, I'm not really, I mean, we're here for six weeks. So we have, no one is really, I mean, at least I'm training, not who I'm training with. Um, no one's really like, rested I think most people probably aren't um and as you're here for six weeks obviously there's no like set it's hard because sometimes you have three days in between a meet like we do this week sometimes you have a week after this meet we have nine days so Mm -hmm. the time in between meets and you're racing so much um and up and down up and down up and down I don't think that anyone it's possible to be like yeah I'm tapering and resting um fully for the meets I mean you obviously um, like we had recovery after the last meet and then we, we had a, a little bit of a set and then we have recovery today and then tomorrow is our last day before we race. So it's going to be a setup. So it's kind of just like the in-betweens where you can get some good training in, but make sure you aren't trashed before the next meet. So it's not like a, a taper, but it's not like I'm in 5k practices each time we practice a day um we do do some doubles and we're still lifting but it's just to make sure you can still perform we are here for a reason um getting race experience getting um you know we are here we're making money we're we're doing what we need to do and having fun as well and just doing those things in between that you can to keep prepping for next year but also make sure that you're you can try and perform your best here and get some confidence and get your race strategy ready and just practice Awesome. Love it. Well, listen, um, appreciate your time. Last question. You're in a foreign country. Is there any new food that you've tried since you've been there that you've, that has, uh, you've enjoyed? <laughs> um, honestly, the food at the hotel has been awesome. Um, I can't complain. They've had a lot of healthy options, um, lots of vegetables, lots of protein options um, every day. And so I've been in worse situations. We mm-hmm. have access to buying our own groceries. Okay. Um, I have some PB and J stuff in my room yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we, uh, there's like a, there's an app we can do to order some food from local restaurants they deliver. So I've had some Thai food from here. It's awesome. Nice. Um, had some food I've ordered it. Um, so definitely getting a little bit of everything, you know, ordering out some nights if our dinner slots too late for me, or I'm hungry already. Um, or I'm just, you know, tired of the food a little bit, even though it's great. It just, it's been yeah. the same thing, mm-hmm. totally understandable, but, um, sometimes you just want something different yeah. and, uh, just getting in what I can. Um, I know a lot of people have brought their own like coffee pour overs in their room. So sometimes it's nice to just, we all have a balcony. So sit out on the balcony and be outside a little bit, have some nice. coffee, do all that good stuff. So, um, haven't tried anything new, but the food has been awesome. Awesome. Love it. Well, listen, I love watching you compete. You're tough as hell. Um, keep keep <laughs> killing it out there. Fun to watch on TV. You're doing a great job, by the way. So keep awesome. it up, all right? Thank you so much. Thanks, Abby. Take care. Yeah, you too. Are you in need of a pace clock? Looking to finally upgrade those ancient analog clocks? The Swim Nerd Pace Clock is the most innovative digital pace clock. Go to swimpractice.com to check it out. All right, Alyssa Marsh, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? 
Good, good. Listen, congratulations on a on a great second meet, especially. Yeah, thank you. It was really fun. Now, you kind of live in the shadow a little bit because you've got a very famous last name, but you're a legitimate swimmer on your own right. I mean, you, you've proven that in high school, in college, and now on the international scene. I mean, you can swim, girl. Thank you. Well, thanks a lot. That means a lot coming from you. Well, well, listen, you know, talk us through just your experience in the, in the ISL so far. What's it been like for you? It's been so cool. Like, first of all, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to come at all. So just being here is like crazy for me. I like up until a week before leaving, I honestly didn't think I was going to be able to come. So um, just like being in a pool with all of the like best swimmers in the world, um, again, has been just like shocking to me, but also um, it's taught me a lot in a short amount of time and given me a better perspective on swimming than I have had probably thus far in my career, um, which is saying a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's interesting. Tell me about that. Why, why weren't you, uh, what was the possibility of you not coming? Um, so I am a full-time teacher, um, a high school teacher. I do special ed um, and I wasn't sure necessarily about um, our hybrid model, if that was going to work out with virtual teaching because, or if the hours were going to work out in Budapest versus here, when it was in Australia, that was going to be even crazier. So um, there were a lot of factors involved and um, it ended up working out <laughs> like COVID too. I was like, maybe they'll just drop the meat right before we're all supposed to leave. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it, I think it's just insane that it ended up working out for all of us, but especially me. Now, do you, I, I don't know where you're at personally. I, I know that you're teaching and I know that this was a possibility or maybe not, but has this maybe changed your mind in terms of maybe where your career might go beyond this? Or are you looking at this as one season and that's it? Definitely. I'm in the moment right now, I'd say. Um, I haven't really given a lot of thought to like, how this has projected my future in this sport versus like my career and all those things. Um, I would say right now, I love both of my jobs. Um, I love swimming and I love teaching and it's, it'd be hard to give up either. So as of now, I'm going to just keep going through Olympic trials, um, give that my best shot and then go from there. Now you you know um, obviously who your your parents are and who your father is and he's the he's the head <laughs> coach of of the team. Um, was there any kind of you know feelings for you of like I'm not sure whether I want to do this based on my dad's the head coach or was it like great let's get in let's let's prove myself I mean what yeah. what's your mentality with that? So I would say like super happy to have both my parents here as coaches on the team. I think that for me it's a, a positive a plus. I'd say where it was. I was a little bit worried or concerned was in the recruiting process. Um, when I, you know, I, I definitely have lacked confidence in myself over the years, just being compared to like a lot of amazing swimmers, um, and coming from maybe a, a smaller college team. Um, but it definitely like shaped, like, I don't know, the recruiting process was hard knowing that my dad who knows my potential better mm -hmm. than anyone else, was like maybe the only one thinking of me eventually another team reached out which kind of solidified okay I actually um it's worth me to do this um like I have 
I can help, I can contribute to a team. But I'd say that was where the um, concern was with my dad being the head coach. Yeah. Well, good. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, you know, so the first meet, I guess you didn't swim anything individually, did you? You were just on some relays? I was on one relay. Actually. One relay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So then you get a shot the second time around and they say, Hey, we're going to put you in an, an individual swim. How, how, what's your feeling yeah. about that? I was super pumped. Um, so my two swims I got to do individually were the 50 back and the 50 fly. 50 back, um, that definitely took a bit of trying to figure out how to do that race because I had never swum a 50 back before, um, except for maybe a long course one. Um, but the 50 fly is like my home. That's where I feel most comfortable as a swimmer. So that was more of an excited uh, excitement thing for me than a I'm freaking out, nervous sort of thing. Yeah. Well, then you go out and you produce an incredible swim, kind of put your stamp out there, put your name out there as as one of the top swimmers in the world. I mean, you finished second in the 50 fly behind Beryl, who had an incredible swim herself. So you guys go one, two in that race. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that was like, it was such a fun experience. I have to say I wasn't um, shocked by that necessarily. I was expecting to, you know, do well in that event. Um, and I think it was fun to know that other people might have been shocked or um, surprised, at least by that place, at least that the time I think I can even do much better than a 25, three, I think was my time, but um, definitely was fun to see people's reactions after that race. Good. I'd like to hear that. There you go. I like, that's the way to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Now let's, uh, so you know, you you can swim multiple events and, and different strokes as well. Where do you feel like you could give most value to the team? Um, I, I mean, I think like in this meet, what is important is the events you're really good at. So I think like I can give most value in the 50 butterfly because it's, oops, sorry. And my yeah. back, sorry. Um, because it's a race that I um, just like, like I said, I know really well. Um, I even have a couple things I can improve on, but I would say beyond that, the hundred free, because that's the relay event. Um, yeah. that is what I'll be swimming most events with. Um, so if I can just master that race while I'm here, um, that's, what's going to help the team the most. Well, you guys are deep in this now, you know, you've seen everybody swim and you've raced most of the teams now. How are you guys feeling about your chances, um, you know, going forward? feeling great. Honestly, we've been, um, you know, looking at points. I was just talking to my mom. I mean, the swimmers aren't, um, as concerned with like, not concerned, sorry. We're not focused on like the out, the ending result right now. We're focused on our next meet, our next swims. Yep. Um, and the coaches are focusing a little bit more on like planning ahead, thinking about semifinals, thinking about finals. Mm -hmm. Um, we're looking great for semifinals right now. Um, so that's awesome. And then going and, um, really pushing for that making finals again, qualifying for that meet, um, for the LA current. I think that's super possible. And what is fun is that it might've not been pot, like thought to be as possible at the beginning of the season, um, yeah. by everyone, I would say. Well, now that the schedules may have changed a bit, even, even before, since you've made your decision, like if you guys make the final, are you going to be able to stay and compete or do you have to go home and teach? By that time, I'll be home and um, having to teach in person, um, which has benefits and, you know, not, but it like there's a there is a chance I'll be here. But as of now, um, that's when I'm scheduled to go back. But um, 
I mean, I'm hoping for the best, but I'm also being realistic about the situation. Yeah. How do you approach your, your dad when you, when you feel like I could be, I could be helpful in this event or I want to swim this relay. How do you like just any normal swimmer would approach a coach. You just approach him in a normal way and say, Hey, I want to be considered for this race. Yes. Um, like that's one great thing about our relationship is that it's not like, I know a lot of people when, um, they saw me coming up in the swimming world, they were trying to give him advice as a coach and a dad being like, you should have her call you coach on deck and like, you know, make it a formal, like you are this here and this here. Um, but yeah, I just go up to him and say, Hey dad, like, can you watch my turn? Like, how am I looking for this 50 back this week? How am I looking for this hundred free? Um, you know, does it look like I might get that a relay spot, blah, blah, all those things. It's, um, it's pretty casual, honestly. It's not anything crazy. Yeah. Well, what about uh, a teammate that you, you didn't really know before that you're starting to get to know now that you're really clicking with, or is, is there anyone out there? Yeah. Um, definitely. I would say Claire on our team. She is awesome. The two NC state girls we have, Allie and Michaela, they, um, I spend some time with them. Maxine, I didn't know before. So this is fun to finally get to like hang out with him. There's so, like literally everyone except for the team elite people. Of course, I knew them before, yeah. but the Brazilians, I mean, it's, it's just, it's super fun having such like a wide range of people here. Cool. Well, listen, you're doing outstanding. Just wanted to check in with you. Um, thanks, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. And uh, good luck with the upcoming meets. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Alyssa. Take care.